630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Drysaddle wins the draw. New Janopkin shot. Rebound. Score! Leon Drysaddle hammers it home. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto with the helpers. And Edmonton takes a 2-0 lead just 13 seconds into this final period. And that would turn out to be the game winner this afternoon. Leon Drysaddle's 33rd of the season. The Oilers beat the Florida Panthers 4-1. Very strong first period for Edmonton. Adam Larson got his first goal in almost a year. Hadn't scored since last February 19th. Scoreless second period. Drysaddle there making it 2-0. Huberto got one back for the Panthers, who then had a power play with about nine minutes left. Couldn't tie it up. And then two empty netters by the Oilers. First, Darnell Nurse from long range and then Kyler Yamamoto from just inside the blue line. The Oilers had that long stretch where they could not score an empty netter to put a game away. Well, they now have 10 empty net goals on the season and they've also given up 10. Their record bumps up to 31-21-6 and on the season. They are 2-0 and or pardon me, 2-1 and one without Connor McDavid, 1-0 without Zach Cassie in game one of his seven-game suspension today. Miko Koskinen, pretty good in net, 33 saves, and Kyler Yamamoto, three points, a goal and two assists. He is a point a game this season, eight goals, nine assists, 17 points in 17 games. The Oilers are 11-4-2 since Yamamoto was called up. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in the 6.30 Chet studio. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. Well, Rob, quick rundown of the key points today. Do we, We've often started these shows with Kyler Yamamoto. Do we start there again today? Well, he was excellent. Uh, he was first star in the game. He, he creates plays. He, he's tenacious on the forecheck. He's smart defensively. He And we talked many times about the fact that he rarely gets knocked off the puck. And there's one... Uh, shift today where he got the puck along the boards and he, he turned back into his own zone and he took two big hits from a defender that was twice the size of him yet didn't phase him didn't knock him off he t- uh, Kyler still made the play uh, he continues to impress now there's always a when some when a young player comes up from the minors there's always a bump the first couple of games they play on adrenaline and sometimes they overachieve look a little bit better than they are and then you start getting into the game five, game six, game seven, and does complacency get in there? Does the, the speed of the game, does fatigue, all these different things that you don't have to worry about when you're in the minors because you're a little bit better down there. It hasn't. Kyler's actually gotten better, and that is a really good sign. Now, he certainly benefits playing on a line with Leon and R&H, but I can tell you, and, and, and we've heard R&H talk about it, and we've heard Leon talk about it. Right now, those two are benefiting also from Kyler being with them he is as good as anyone on the team at keeping plays alive in the offensive zone. We have yet to see the uh, a lapse in defensive player, defensive judgment in his own his own end. Like he he would be one of your top five safest players that you think, okay, I need someone last minute. Okay, let's put Kyler out there. You know he's going to make the right play. So he has been uh, tremendous, and 
obviously with the suspensions and the injuries, he's been a lifesaver. He's allowed the Oilers to continue to produce and get points in the absence of their best player, Connor McDavid. And Yamamoto was in the penalty box for some tense moments in the third period. He took a penalty with nine minutes to go for slashing, but the Oilers killed that off. As a matter of fact, they were a perfect three for three on the penalty kill. And actually on the one where Yamamoto was in the box, the Oilers had the two best scoring chances with Jujar Kara and Leon Dreisaitl involved in both. Well, Florida, was they're sloppy. They were a sloppy team tonight. And yes, it was a great play by Leon at center. He gets a two-on-one. And he made the right play. The defenseman allowed him to walk in and shoot. He's the 50-goal scorer. He shoots. Nice save by the Florida goaltender, but the rebound comes right out to Jujar. He's got the wide-open net, and the puck just bounced right at the very last time, last second. So unfortunate for him. And then another turnover, and this time Jujar carried the puck in. Partial 2-on-0, he puts the puck on net. So they had the best two opportunities on that play. Uh, Penalty killing has won them a number of games this year, and they were a big reason that they won again tonight. 4-1, the Oilers take it over the Panthers. So in that 17-game stretch since Yamamoto's been called up, Dreisaitl has 31 points and Nugent Hopkins has 24. So that line, which has been together most of the time, really clicking for the Oilers, and they'll need them to continue to push as life without McDavid will continue for a while, probably at least another week and a half, and Cassian suspended. Neal, we don't know when he's going to come back. Ken Holland said a few days ago it was a setback for James Neal. So you have the one line that can forecheck and finish. And today, Rob... From the other three Oilers lines, you don't expect a lot of offense, but they got the forechecking today. I mean, especially through the first 35 minutes of this game, all four lines for the Oilers were were keeping plays alive in the offensive zone. And if you're not scoring, certainly pestering Florida and not letting them get out of their own end clean. Well, when you're a one offensive line team, as the Oilers are right now, you just got to play even hockey. And I'm sure that Dave Tippett's preaching that. Play good, strong defensive hockey lines two, three, three, and 4. And if you play even up, he goes, I like our power play. I like our penalty killing. And our top line has been outscoring every other team's top line over the last month. So you like your chances. And we saw that. Uh, lines two, three, and 4. I don't remember there being a great scoring chance given up by those three lines. So they're doing their job. They got four check going. They keep it in... Good defensive play starts in the offensive zone. If you don't allow Florida to come out of their own zone, Florida's not going to get good scoring chances. And we saw that time and time again where the Oilers' forecheck kept the Florida Panthers pinned. And eventually when Florida did get it out, it was to center, dumping it in, giving the Oilers the puck again. So uh, this was an effort by the entire team. The, the stars of the game were the first line, the Leon Dreisaitl line, but everybody contributed in this victory. 4-1, the Oilers take it. Leon Dreisaitl up to 92 points on the season. A lot of talk about his play. Uh, I'm seeing some stats here on Twitter. He now has 10 game-winning goals on the season, the most since for, by an Oilers since Yari Curry had 10 in 86-87. So Leon likely to, to break that. I, I know with game-winning goals... You know, sometimes you score the first goal in a in a five nothing win, but but still, I mean, it's just an indication that he scores a lot. He well, scores in all situations. Yes, but in a five nothing win, that one nothing goal was a big goal. I mean, that's that's the difference. Uh, it's when you score the goals, and, and Leon scores them at big moments. Uh, the, the Oilers aren't a team that wins a lot of games. You know, seven one, eight one, six two. 
I mean, they're they're fairly tight game. So when he scores that goal, the one turns out to be the game winner. It was important. And I, what I think now, I'm just doing this off the top of my head. But in the three games that Connor's been out, that's seven points now for Leon. I think he went four-one-two in the three games. So uh, there was, we were hoping that we would see. Uh, Leon continue to show what he's capable of doing with with the absence of of Connor in the lineup, and he's done that. Uh, he's been excellent. I mean, in a game tonight, he he had the two points. Easily could have had three or four more. That the the dry set of line was dominant when they were on the ice. If they weren't scoring, they were creating chances. So uh, another great game for them. They were plus three in the game as well. Uh, just when they're on the ice, it's just the ice tilts just a little differently than any other line that we've seen in a while. And and it's all three of them, but Leon is the leader of that line. So Dreisaitl goes plus, plea, plus three, plays 23 and a half minutes. A bit of an off night in the faceoff circle for him, though he still takes a ton. Took 29 draws, won 13 of them for 45%. The Panthers actually with a decided edge in the faceoff circle today at 58%. Clefbaum plays just under 26 minutes. Nugent Hopkins plays just under 25. Adam Larson today played... 25-16 and scored a goal, Rob. And, I, and look, he's an often debated player. I'm going to give Adam Larson the fourth star of the game for West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. I, you know, Drew Ramirez on the Sportsnet broadcast, and I always remember something he said on my show a few years ago. I can't remember how we got into it, but he, but you you were in the NHL or maybe anybody that plays hockey because if you're driving to the rink or on an airplane to a game, if you're in the NHL for that night or the next day. You're always hoping you can score, even if you yeah. know you're the defensive, the or even if you know you're a four minute a game forward. You're, you're somewhere in the back of your mind. You're hoping that you, you score a goal, and Larson finally did it today, first time in almost a year. Well, there's so many things that contribute to a victory: a block shot, a big hit, a, a fight, a, get a good clear. But the smile after a guy scores the goal is different. It, it is pretty cool, and it's even cooler for a guy that doesn't do it very often. Uh, Larson is much maligned, and I've read articles where, you know, trade trade Larson. You got to get him out. Trade him now. I mean, he he's still an effective defenseman. He he isn't sexy. He doesn't he doesn't skate the puck up and make plays, but he is that nasty, in-your-face defensive presence that if the Oilers get to the playoffs becomes that much more important. When the whistles get put away a little bit more and you're allowed to, you know, the physicality goes up a bit, you want to have some physicality on the back end to play a little nasty in front of your net. Larson's capable of doing that. So the Oilers win at 4-1. Tough go for the Panthers now just 2-6-1 and one in their last nine games. Uh, and as, as we mentioned, they... I mean, until they got a power play late in the first period, they they were doing they were doing nothing in the first period tonight. Well, for throughout the game, I mean, their power plays they got some opportunities, but that was it. Uh, their their star players, you, you didn't notice them. They were sloppy in their own zone. They gave up a number of great scoring chances, and then sloppy changes. Uh, they're on a power play. They give up a two on one to Drysaddle and Kara. The puck comes out. They all change, and all of a sudden, Kara and Drysaddle go in on a partial two on zero. I mean, that's, that's not Joel Quenville coach hockey. And uh, this is a team that, as Jack and Bob talked about, are one of the worst teams in the league goals against this year. And that's with a goalie they just spent $70 million on. And they were one of the worst teams in goals against last year. 
So it, it at some point you're like, okay, wait a second. Maybe it's not the goaltending that is causing the problems in our own zone. They got too many soft chances in their own zone, and the, and the Edmonton Oilers took advantage of it. So uh, Florida, that's four straight games they've lost on home ice when they're chasing down a playoff spot. It doesn't look good for them. 4-1 Oilers win it. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more, go to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, AAA steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses at Japanese Village. All right, 780-496-0063 is how you can both call and text us. We'll get to our buddy JP on the phone line in a couple of minutes, but first, back to Sunrise, Florida. He had an empty netter tonight. Here's Darnell Nurse. Without five regulars in the lineup, young guys stepping up, and you showed a level of compete right to the end tonight. What does that mean for this group? Yeah, it was a big focus of ours to come out and battle, and um, we did that start to finish. They had a couple of pushes, and uh, we bent, but we didn't break, and that was, uh, that was big for our, our group, and we got to continue this tomorrow. Adam with his first goal in 58 games, what do you what do you have to talk about in terms of his play today? I mean, he's been he's been the horse, especially as of late. Um, you can kind of just see it coming. I think, uh, you know, for him, he comes in each and every day, uh, works his tail off. And for us, uh, you know, it's, it's it's fun to see him when he's out there feeling the puck like that, um, battling hard, and uh, he's a true leader. What, uh, what can you say about your goaltender tonight? Yeah, Mikoski made some huge saves at some huge times. I think, uh, you know, obviously uh, both our goaltenders each and every night, it seems like uh, when, they, when they're asked to step up, they step up and... Uh, Koski was uh, huge for us tonight. It sure helps when you have some guys hurt to have an effort like that, I imagine, too, right? Well, yeah, I think that's – our focus has been uh, our work ethic and compete and winning our battles, and we did that tonight, and that needs to continue uh, as, you know, as long as these guys are out. So this is the recipe, right, when you're missing guys, especially missing Connor. You probably won't get as many goals. you got to win all the little battles. you got to do all the tiny things, right? Is that sort of – I mean, this has been our recipe that we've been trying to preach all year long, whether those guys are in or not. Um, that's uh, that's that's the way we want to play hard, tight checking, um, and, and committed to those battles. And um, it's just a boost uh, when they when they get back in. And obviously we miss them, but uh, we know at this time we need to up our compete level, uh, up our battle, and uh, continue on for the rest of the year. Darnell, I know uh, Tricell's been great all year, but the last three games, do you think he's kind of putting himself in the heart trophy? Consideration right now. Yeah, I think how, how could you not uh, how could you not see him in that race? I think uh, obviously he's such an important part of this team. Uh, he's, he's so valuable to us, and uh, when he's, he's playing like this, he's you know, some some nights he's the single single reason that we win games. So uh, it's hard not to uh, put him in that consideration. Well, we we've talked about that, Rob. Leon Dreisaitl is absolutely in the Hart Trophy consideration. I, I don't know I don't know how you wouldn't put him in. Well, in all honesty, I would have him as as the leading contender right now in that. Uh, just what, what he's done uh, throughout the entire season. Uh, people thought, oh, at one point, oh, maybe he's benefiting from playing with Connor. And yeah, he was when they were sure, on the same line. But, but Connor was benefiting from playing with Leon, too. They were both able to create something out of nothing and both capitalize on their chances. But when he was put in with his own line, he, he exploded with, with Kyler and R&H. And now with... Connor out of the lineup. He, he's got seven points in three games. So uh, the, there's a number of great players in the NHL, and I'm sure the Boston uh, post-game guys are talking about how Pasternak or Marshan can, and, and the Colorado guys are talking about McKinnon and all worthy. But to me, I get to watch Leon play every night, and to me, he is the leading contender to win the MVP at this moment. There's still some big games left, 
but everything that we've seen out of Leon so far this year, uh, he's trending in the direction of continuing to do what he's been doing. Oilers take it 4-1 over the Florida Panthers. 31-21-6 are the Oilers one point behind Vancouver for first in the Pacific Division. They move two up on Vegas and Calgary, who both play later today. And as Rob has also referenced, or often referenced, they are now five points ahead of the best non-playoff team, which is the Nashville Predators. We'll give you the scoreboard here in a couple of minutes. 780-496-0063. It's 518, so I'm guessing maybe a glass and a half of wine so far for JP, but perhaps the most uh, uh, the most excessive consumption still to come this evening, JP. Go ahead. Reed, you're a smart man most of the time, but uh, <laughs> your assumption is way off base. I woke up today after a long shift last night. My alarm clock was the other game today. And then tomorrow, guess what? They are going to be me alarm clock tomorrow after a long shift tonight. I am fully into a nice, sadly, I'd say at least a nice, uh, almost a two-seat at this point. <laughs> but let's, listen, Reeves, we all like to have a few drinks. Rob, you like a few drinks. Reeves, you like a few drinks. All your listeners, they're having a fun time. Let's get down to brass talk, shall we? I'll tell you right now. I'm shocked. I am so shocked by this win. I am so proud of this thing to get through this kind of uh, adversity. You're out with a few guys, a couple of, well, no Kanner, no Kassan, no, no Niel, no Russell. You're, uh, you're, you know, up, you know what, Creek with no paddle, you think, but you get two points. This is fantastic. This is fantastic in my opinion, but I want to get down to brass talk if you guys don't mind. I was phoning you guys about Los Angeles. I was saying, oh, this guy is finally doing something everyone should respect. This guy is exactly what you need. You, you, everyone needs their garbage cleaned up every Wednesday or Tuesday. You need a garbage man. You need someone to do a job that you don't want to do. Larson, in me mind, I'm not making sense because I'm probably into a 40 here soon. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, you guys, I love the win. I love phoning you guys. Uh, I'm not going to get into the fact of this autograph thing I always talk about with uh, Raw. There's nothing about it. I give up almost on this. <laughs> but I love calling in. I love this city. And you guys, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and watch another victory. Thank Do you, the- JP. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There we go. JP, 780-496-0060. Well, he can go hard again tomorrow. Monday's a holiday. This is going to be a really Well, he might have week. to work, though, if he's working. He said he has shifts. He got late shifts. Woke no, up. I don't. I, I don't think they were work shifts. Well, they were drinking shifts. Yes, I thought he was doing both. <laughs> well, if he might be drinking at work, I mean, good for him if they have a job that allows them to do that. They frowned upon that for you and I over the last couple of years. Yeah, more than the last couple, Rob. <laughs> it's generally frowned upon. Uh, here's what's going on on the out of town scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. San Jose up one nothing on Minnesota with ten minutes left. Early in the first, the Canadians already up one nothing on Dallas. Armia has his 15th. Austin Matthews scoring 4-11 into the game. Toronto leading Ottawa one nothing. Later, Kings and Avalanche. That's the outdoor game. Flames take on the Blackhawks, Coyotes and Capitals, Islanders and Golden Knights. The Bruins beat the Red Wings 4-1. Predators get by the Blues 4-3. Lightning outscore the Islanders 5-3. And, of course, right here on 630 Ched, it's a 4-1 win for the Oilers over the Panthers. Oil Kings play tonight at 7 against Medicine Hat. Uh, 
a rare home ice loss for the Oil Kings yesterday to Regina. All right. We have uh, Billy on line two, 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Billy. Hey, guys. Hey, go ahead. I have a question for you guys. So if uh, the orders can hover around 500 until, you know, the boys get back into the lineup, do you guys think Ken Holland will make a trade to help the guys out if they can stay afloat here with all these injuries? Or do you think that he's just going to ride it out and see what happens? I, I think he'll look for some support players. Uh, you know, middle of the road type guys. I don't think there'll be a big splash trade. I don't think he'll give up his yeah. first round pick. Um, I'm not sure what Pugliarvi dangling in, in the wind will get him, but I think he'll look for depth players, whether it's a, uh, I mean, I'm sure he would love to find someone that could put the puck in the net to play with Connor McDavid. Cause I think that right now is their biggest pressing need when Connor's back and healthy, having someone play on that first line. But it all depends what the price tag for that type of player is. And I don't think he's going to overpay for someone that's going to just be a rental for a couple of months. Well, who are the chips that you move, though? I mean, if, if you're going to move a bottom six player out, you're probably just going to get a bottom six player back. No, I, I, don't think he'll move a bottom, I don't think he'll move a bottom six. I think the, the second round pick that they have in the draft, uh-huh. uh, Pugliarvi, possibly uh, one of the defensemen that's in the minors. I, but I think yeah. if that I mean th- there's not a whole lot I, I don't think there I think he might try to find depth but I there, I don't think there's any roster players that he's got on the roster right now that are going to be traded I don't think I think he's just going to see what you can get for a, a draft pick and Pugliarvi or some prospect that is a little further down the depth chart for the Oilers Okay, guys, thanks for taking the call Thanks Billy 7804960063 uh, one texter writes in any concerns with Benning fighting well, yeah, I was concerned. I'm sitting there go, oh, he doesn't, you don't want him fighting. Obviously, coming back from the uh, concussion, uh, the guy's trying to hit him in the head. I was concerned last game when he took an elbow to the head, and it, it worked out all right. Yeah, absolutely, there's a concern, but it's one of those things. You threw a hit, a player came at him, and he has two choices. He can turtle or he can fight, and I've known Matty a long, long time. He's not going to back down, but yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't even doubt that maybe the the coach play for on the bench would have said hey you know what next time maybe just turn turn the turn the fight down just we need you healthy brian says the one goal koskinen let in was questionable but he made some big point blank important saves uh you know what i i figured someone was going to bring that up i and we this is something that we've talked about a lot over the last couple years and we we see goals goals go in like that on other goalies where it's like you're a bigger guy hug the post why even give that little space for a, a shooter to pick huberto picked it today but overall koskinen a couple of big saves on achari a great save earlier in the third on huberto i mean he only let in one regardless of the quality yeah i mean i was an offensive player so i like to look at that that was a great shot there's only so much room that huberto could put it and he hit it uh, i know that drew on the telecast said that they gave him too much room but i think they the defenseman and russell coming back put him exactly where you wanted him make him shoot from there uh, and they they forced him at the last second. That's a great shot. Koskin, should he have it? I mean, I'm not a goalie coach, but probably. But also, I mean, Huberto could only put it. It's like when Gretzky used to shoot where they said, he turned that one on side, on its side, because that's the only space he had to put it in. Huberto put it in the only spot he had. So great shot on Huberto. 
Oilers get a 4-1 victory over the Panthers. That means a $100 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They're giving 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous 25 bucks every time the Oilers score throughout the season. Uh, speaking of Adam Larson, we'll have some post-game reaction from him. Uh, should get head coach Dave Tippett as well as the Oilers' road record. Pretty uh, decent on the season. 16-12-2 now on the year Koskinen goes to 16 11 and 2 Smith is 15 10 and 4 Koskinen has one more appearance as Jack Michaels tweeted out before the game they have the same number of starts they have both started 29 games so it's pretty amazing how that has worked out and uh, generally both guys I would still say most nights Rob the the Oilers goalies have been at least as good as the guy at the other end. And we'll talk about that more when we get back. 4-1, the Oilers take it. We'll give you a quick news and weather update at 5.30. Maui Zach is up next on the phone line. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's a beautiful pass. Huberdeau stopped by Koskinen's left skate as he tried to drag it across on the backhand. What a pass made to Huberdeau. Barkoff, the man who delivered that pass, now fires wide from a tough angle, top of the right circle. All right, Koskinen save of the game four minutes into the third period presented by Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize as Koskinen makes 33 saves for the win. The Oilers knock off the Panthers 4-1. Kyler Yamamoto, a goal and two assists for his first three-point game as a pro. And Rob, it was uh, it was Ryan Holt who works for the Bakersfield Condors verifying that. he Even with the Condors, he never had a three-point game. So there you go, gets well, it today. Well, he's playing with a little bit better line mates up here in the National Hockey League. They're able to bury his chances. All right, we have Maui Zach on the line. Zach, go ahead. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, so, um, yeah, that Koskinen save was huge. And uh, and even on the goal, I first thought he was cheating, but on the replay, that's a pretty small space that uh, Luberto fitted in. Um Secondly, Larson has just been a beast ever since that game on the, against the Blues. He has really uh, transformed back into the player he was when he first got here. Uh, but my comment uh, is uh, more about uh, uh, just the team, the, the team as a whole. But primarily, I just love the play of that Benson, Sheehan, Archibald line. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Tyler Benson fan. And uh, I can see that he's getting his wheels under him, and uh, and that that line was really good tonight. I don't know what the fancy stats will will show, but that's a real NHL line there. And Benson is adding, you know, some offensive flair to there. I know nothing nothing really connected, but uh, there are some chances they are bringing up. So really like to see that. And Jones and Benning, just just I, I just love them as third pair. I'm not really looking forward to. To uh, uh, Russell coming back, I don't want to break him up. Thanks, anyway, Zach. Those, those are my comments. Thank you. Yeah, Benson. He, you know he's gaining confidence. Uh, he's going to get a really good look here for the next little while with the players that are out of the lineup not coming back anytime soon. So he's going to continue to improve. I, the one thing that 
he did earn was a little more trust from the coaching staff today because his line continued to play and the Haas, Chason, and Gagne line didn't play as much. So Benson played a little bit more than those guys tonight. As for Jones and Benning, uh, yeah, the, Benning is a very good third-pairing defenseman. Jones is continuing to get his feet wet, continuing to learn the game, and has not looked out of place at all. Oilers take it 4-1. Let's go back to Sunrise. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Played a lot this month just because Mike's been so hot, but yeah. come in and get a performance like that. Really, really solid. Really just just confidence building. You know, everything that came around him, he was just big and, uh, you know, just real solid. A little bit like the rest of our team. We, you know, we played hard and played pretty solid positionally and kind of banged it around and found a way to, found a way to get a win. That's the game you spelled out for these guys this morning, I assume. It sounds like banging around. No, <laughs> no, a little less banging around. I could do it, but uh, just structurally and work ethic is what you just you're missing a lot of people out of your lineup. You got to make sure you're sound in a lot of areas, and I thought we were tonight. Adam's first goal of the season, first goal for a while. Yeah, it was really good, really good. Nice to see it go in for him, right? So. He was all smiles. He said that's his one for the year. He's done. <laughs> you want to play a good defensive game. It's easier to do that when you have the lead, obviously. And I guess yeah. the home point is that to get the lead, and now you can kind of get into that defensive uh, Well, you want to play the same way all the time. And even when you get a lead, it just... You use more energy when you're chasing a game rather than defending a game. Now, that being said, you can't get passive when you're defending a game. you got to get on your toes. We had we had success in the first period because we were forechecking. We were, we were on top of people. you got to, uh, as much as you want to think, you got to protect the lead. You can't give up outnumbered breaks, but you still got to work. you still got to be in the offensive zone. So that's that fine balance you're always looking for. But I thought thought we were pretty solid. Other than the penalties there, we, we got ourselves in a little bit of trouble with a few too many face-offs in our own zone, but uh, but our guys battled through it, and we came in here for two points, trying to grind out and find two points, and we did. And you get guys like Larson scores a goal, which is rare, and Kara plays a really good game. Yeah. Those are the kind of guts of the team that have to play better, right? Step up. Yeah, we have, we have people, you know, who played a good game tonight was Young Benson. Played a good game for us. Played a solid game, and uh, you know, you're looking for, just like we talked this morning, like players are looking for opportunity, looking for uh, the opportunity to show and, and help the team and you get in a game like this and you get going, you like players like that, right? So they play well. And they, uh, Leon's line played real well, but Sheehan and Archibald and, and uh, uh, Young Benson played real well for us too. So everybody's chipping in and uh, that's what it takes right now. Was putting Benson out there uh, late in the game with the, the goal he pulled, was that kind of a reward for what you think was a good game for him? You know, when a coach, when I stand behind the bench as the game goes on, you have a feel for your players, what they are, what they're doing for you and what they're not, and you get a trust for players. And Benson played a strong game. He, I trust him, went out there and he was making good plays. He was competitive, positionally really sound, played a solid, solid game. So uh, when he earns that confidence, he deserves to go out there and play. Maybe not the most noticeable game for Drysaddle last one, but the other two without McDavid were tremendous games. Uh, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you think he should be in that MVP discussion? Oh, for sure. You look, you look at, I mean, you look at what he's doing for our team. It's without a doubt, he should be there. Back in the day, when teams would pull the goalie, they would wait till the minute mark and then pull the goalie with the last minute to play. It looks like it's evolved now, and, you're, and teams are pulling goalies sooner and sooner and sooner. I know you guys have done it. You yeah. saw them pull at 2:30 today. What, what's changing, I think, in that I think philosophy? I think there's been some studies into it that, that divulge that the percentages can go up, right? So it's, it's a feel a little bit how your team's doing. You know, it's hard. It gets harder now because you used to be able to 
you know, you'd rack it up where your your top people would get the like last minute or minute and twenty. Now you're now you're looking at two shifts, or if you're lucky enough to get a whistle and maybe get a timeout, but you're looking for, you know, there's there's double the players that are involved in it. So interesting time, makes the game exciting. So you look up and you go to 2:30 and you see that they pulled their goalie. That's, that's yeah. not surprising anymore. No, what time no, you you plan for. It's, I mean, that's a good way to put it. Like, you used to plan for around a minute, now you plan for two, right? I and mean, that's that's just common common around the league now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Well, yeah, the uh, Panthers pulled their goalie with two and a half minutes left today. Nurse scored with a minute 58 to go. They pulled him again. Yamamoto added another one. Oilers beat the Panthers. 4-1 today, and they're right back at it tomorrow. Yeah, no, I I understand why they're doing it. You used to be you would pull it at the end of the game, you put your best players out, but sometimes you would have to hold your best players back a shift so that they got out there with the with the goalie pulled. Now you're like, okay, we have a face-off in the offensive zone. Our best players, it's their turn to go on the ice. Let's pull the goalie now, get a shift with their best players out there, and then if things continue, we can also get them back out there a second time. So now we get two minutes or a minute and a half with them out with a six-on-five. Uh, it's the right call. Uh, the Oilers got uh, a very fortunate bounce. His nurse, he was not aiming at the net when he shot it down, but the he had the right curl on the puck, and it curled into the net, and a big victory. So, But no, as far as pulling your goalie, you've as, as Dave Tippett talked about, you, you read the game, and he had his best line out there, Quenville did, in an offensive situation. It was the right move. A couple people asking if if Kyler Yamamoto is going to get Calder Trophy votes. The definite answer is no. no. He's not eligible. Oh. I just double-checked the eligibility, uh, and here it is. To be eligible for the Calder Trophy, a player cannot have played more than 25 games in any single preceding season, nor in six or more games in each of any two preceding seasons. Yamamoto played 17 last year and nine the year before. Therefore, he's not eligible. And I think, uh, you know, you got Kale McCarr. Quinn. And, Quinn Hughes. Yeah. uh there's there's a couple of players having fantastic rookie seasons around the National Hockey League right now, and those two defensemen are probably the top of the list. I gotta say this though, if you, I mean, if you were to count Yamamoto as a first year player, he'd be uh, in the top 17 in scoring in for for first year players already. Yeah, no, he's having a nice start, but it he's not. I mean, Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes are having exceptional seasons right from the get-go, playing tough def- cut tough positions as a defenseman. They are by far, to me, the two best rookies in the National Hockey League right now. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Robert on the line. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, well, uh, were you were you guys a little bit surprised that they, that they started Koskinen? I mean, I, I kind of thought they, they'd go back to Smith, but my theory behind that is I, I think they started Koskinen because they want to want it to be fresh for the uh, tougher, uh, tougher of the uh, the tougher of the two teams, I guess you could say. I kind of wanted your thoughts on that, and then, then I wanted when I was going to have a thought on the, the seven games that uh, Cassian is suspended. Obviously, obviously today was the first. I think the only the only ga- the, the only games in there that 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 uh, that I'm that I'm that I'm really concerned with the uh, Cassian not playing is the. Boston, Vegas, Boston and Vegas, simply because Boston and Vegas are two, two uh, uh, really good teams in my mind. I think Vegas is slightly underachieved this year, and uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay, thanks, Robert. Uh, I wasn't surprised it was it was Koskinen today. 
I'm, I mean, I th they do all these different stat things on it to see who played where, when, how, how they played against. I mean, we Florida, knew they were splitting the weekend, so, so to me, it didn't really. Did, it didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's some that'd rather have their better goalie against a tougher team. There's also some coaches. Well, if I'm splitting, may as well play my better goalie against the lesser team, and, and get the for sure two points. So to me, it, it didn't matter. And Dave Tippett it, it has been magic this year with when he's put the goalies in. Now, either he's magic or the goaltenders have just been very good. But most decisions that he's made about the goaltenders have been spot on. As for Cassian, I mean, Cassian took, taking himself out of any game was bad for this team, whether it's Boston, Carolina, uh, Vegas, it doesn't matter. Cassian is needed in this lineup, and it was a, a big mistake that's cost the team and cost Cassian. All right, Oilers win 4-1 over Florida, 7804960063. Mike from Ottawa is on the line. Go ahead, Mike. What's going on, boys? Not much. Long time no talk there. I've, uh, it's a bit a different job now, so it's kind of hard to watch the games that are late, but I always watch them, but by the time they're done, I can't call in. But, wow, today was the opportunity to check out that game, and uh, quite the game. I'm very proud of the boys. I just had three quick points to make, if that's okay. Yep. Uh, first one there, I just wanted to say, and um, the two, uh, you just talked about Rob, uh, it. Like, uh, I listen to Oilers now, like any good Oilers fan should if they have the time. And uh, they always have Brian Lawton on. He's, uh, he's a really good guy to kind of bring a sort of a calming sort of, you know, uh, ex-GM general manager kind of view on things. And, he, you know, he said, Dave Tippett's the kind of guy, because at starting of the year, we were all like, oh, no, he's going to coach all the offense out of McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's going to be the defense. But Lawton said, no, 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 he's the kind of coach that, depending on the team he has, he's going to play to the strengths of the team like any good coach should. And uh, so he's been doing that all year. And then today, you know, we saw, I think, a product of his work in terms of the team really trying to shut it down and play play the way they can and uh, without Connor and without all those guys. So I'm, I think Pippen is a huge X factor this year and um, really happy with that. Second point is um, uh, I thought that uh, when, when you look at the line, like our, our, our probably our best first line this year has been uh, Cassian on the right, McDavid in the middle, uh, other than the Nuge Magic line that just happened now, right? So, like, yeah, Nuge. The other line would be McDavid, uh, Cassian, and Neil. And if you think about the timing of their injuries and suspensions, and I don't know if you guys have an update on Neil, but I, there's a good chance that all three could be coming back right around the same time. Would you agree? Uh, I have no idea what's going we don't, on. With I don't Neil. know what's going on with Neil, but Cassian yeah. and McDavid probably fairly close. McDavid might be the first guy back. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly, because he's superhuman healing and all that. But, I mean, you know, between him casting seven games and then Neil, I think he was due to almost come back when they sent Benson back, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he, he kind of had a setback. But, you know, without knowing too much into it, it wouldn't be unrealistic to think within seven games he might be back. So we could have a whole other – what my point is, we could have a whole other top line coming back very soon, and, you know, the reinforcements. And that, add that to the Nuge line and the, the dry saddle line, you know, Yamo, and that's just going to be – I, I think that's going to help propel us if if we can hang on. You know, what do you yep. guys think? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Well, I mean, they're they're in a really good spot. Uh, I mean, I always look at that website, SportsClubStats.com, that does projections for playoff spots, and the Oilers have been in the high 80s for mm -hmm. a few weeks now, and that's that's because again of how many teams would have to pass them for the Oilers to to drop out of a playoff spot. You're you're trying to run the teams behind you out of games. Yep. And the Oilers are doing that. every time they win. That's you know it's one game less that that they, the other teams can jump up and and catch them. And and it's funny the other was it last week San Jose came in and spanked the Oilers and everyone how could you let this team come in and be they're injured or they're a bad team blah blah. And since then San Jose has gone into Winnipeg beat them. 
They went into Minnesota today, beat them with half their team hurt too. San Jose's got a bunch of injuries. There's no easy game. And when you're chasing, the pressure is on you in Minnesota today. And a must-win game on home ice against San Jose, they lose. So teams are running out of time behind the others. To me, the team to watch out is for Nashville. They're gonna, I think they'll make the playoffs. The team that's going to fall out will be Arizona. I do not think they'll make the playoffs. All right, Oilers take it 4-1. His first goal of the season today, his first goal since last February 19th. Here's defenseman Adam Larson. It's probably one of the toughest road trips of the year. You're traveling a long way, um, a lot of games in four days. So it's, uh, yeah, it's one of the toughest one for sure. And to to grind two points out tonight and going into tomorrow, it's, uh, we should have a good feeling. How important was it to get that first goal? And now you're not chasing the game, and now you can kind of tighten up defensively, which is what you guys wanted to do. Obviously. Yeah, I, I thought I thought we played good. For, uh, the first period was excellent. Uh, they made a push in the second, and I mean, I thought we played solid hockey all night tonight, and that's a good sign for us. I mean, it's uh, like I said, it's a hard, hard, desperate team over there too. So it's um, it was a tough challenge, but I thought we we answered it well. Did you uh, replay your goal? Did you pick that spot? Yeah, exactly that spot. <laughs> so it was. A... <laughs> um, Miko hasn't played a lot this year, like in the calendar year since January. He comes yeah. in and he gives you that, that outstanding performance. Yeah, I mean, he has been outstanding the whole year, and now we got two goal, really, really good goaltenders, and I think that's a dream for every team to have two solid big goaltender so it's uh, yeah it's definitely a good sign there's no difference like sometimes when teams play one goalie or the other, there's, there's a difference and you think you have to play the, but there's no difference regardless of who's in net you guys are playing the same way yeah I mean the, I mean it is probably a little bit more active with his stick and that's probably the biggest difference but once they're in net they're playing yeah. playing the same way and they're they're playing really good all right, Adam Larson having some fun there. Yes, I hit exactly that spot that I was aiming for with the shot, but a good game for Larson, gets the goal. The Oilers win 4-1 over the Panthers. Gary writes in, he says, when the Oilers get their bodies back, we have to send players down. Grandlin will go. What's the chance they would send Kara down, even though he'll have to go through waivers? Uh, no. Probably wouldn't. It'll be Benson. It would be Benson. Yep. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Walter on line four. Go ahead, Walter. Hi guys, I think you're missing one of Ken Holland's biggest pieces of his sleeve, um, and I think it's Chris Russell. And I think there's two or three reasons. One is right now we got what 13 and a half million tied up on the left side D between the three of them, which seems like a lot of money. So paying four million for a third pairing D um, is doesn't feel right. Second thing, you got Bush coming up next year. So they're going to want to make time and space for him on the right side. And especially if Jones is carrying the load on the third D, I'd love to see a hockey trade where you trade Chris Russell for someone uh, up front to put on McDavid's wing. Well, there's a lot of speculation that Russell won't be an Oiler next season. Um, He's got another year left on his deal. He has a partial no move, so he, he could submit a list of teams that he would go to. And you're talking about a third-pairing defenseman, and you want someone that can play on a first line. That's asking well, a lot. That's asking a lot. Play. No, but I think you can. You can. I think Holland can sell Russell as a second-pairing. Well, I'm wondering whether someone's looking for second-pairing well, going I'd, into the playoffs. Uh, there's. I. I'd have a hard time if 
any GM in the National Hockey League believing that Russell's a second-pairing D-man since he's been in the Oilers' third pairing for the last three years. And then you wind up with... Well, he's not going to replace Nurse and Clefbaum. Yeah. Sort of like Kyra in Toronto. Or, uh, you, but uh, you, you, think, you think you could trade Russell and get a, a first-line player for, for Chris Russell? I think that um, someone might be desperate for... Yeah, but if, if, someone's des- if someone's desperate, that means it's a playoff team. So you think a playoff team is yeah. going to trade a first-line player for Chris Russell? Nope. I think that um, Alden can take a look and get a young guy that can move up. I just think that there's, uh, there's a lot of value there right now, maybe more value for Russell right now than at any other time between now and the end of his contract. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think if, if Russell I, – I personally think if Russell gets moved, it would be at the draft. Uh, I think it's possible. I, I don't know if it would be at the deadline. Another thing is, Walter, what if he's not out of concussion protocol by the deadline? Then, yeah, none of this happens. And I think – and what about having Russell's experience if you come into the playoffs? It's a different game. I, I like yeah. what Jones has done, but – all of a sudden, a playoff game is a much different type of hockey game than a than a regular season one. Yeah, but but I think your overall theme is Walter is that the Oilers have competent players who could take Russell's place for cheaper, and that's what Caleb Jones has been doing mm-hmm. lately. Yes. Yeah, agreed. All right, see you, buddy. See ya. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got to take a quick timeout. Clayton's going to finish the play. Corey is uh, on the line as well. We'll have a little bit more post-game reaction as well. Good game by the Oilers today. They beat the Panthers 4-1. This is Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Kyler Yamamoto. Three points. Oilers win 4-1 over the Florida Panthers. Close game. Oilers up 1-0 after the first and the second. They went up 2-0 on a dry settle goal 13 seconds into the third. Huberto got one back for the Panthers and then two empty netters for the Oilers. Nurse scored. Larson scored. Dry settle scored. Yamo scored. Dry settle a goal and an assist. Nugent Hopkins, two assists. And Miko Koskinen, good game in net. He makes 33 saves as the Oilers get their 31st victory of the season. We have Clayton on line five. Clayton, what's going on? Go ahead. Hey, guys. What a good game by the team today. Holy smokes. Yeah, I just just, uh, was going to say that uh, it was was, uh, hard to listen to a lot of the people kind of give them no chance whatsoever when Connor went down and and uh, all of a sudden they come back and just play as a team and then as soon as Cassian goes down with the suspension yesterday nobody gave him any prayer and look what they did today you know it wasn't like I even heard on the show yesterday it was going to be a first line and two fourth lines and a fifth line well it sure didn't look like that to me, you know. Sometimes these situations get thrust upon you, and, and I think, you know, not saying that it's a blessing in disguise, but maybe these guys are finally learning how to play like a, a team and get ready for the playoffs here before the playoffs start. 
Well, that was me that said that, that they might have two fourth lines and a fifth line. So they uh, they proved me wrong today. Hopefully they'll keep doing it, Clayton. Do you want to finish the play? You bet. All right. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com, as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code JET. Counterattack, dry settle, a two-on-one with Kara. Dry settle, shoot. Clayton, that's a shorthanded chance for Dreisaitl. Did he score? No. No, he did not, unfortunately. Dreisaitl shoots, save, rebound. Oh, and Kara whiffed on an open net. Here's Mike Hoffman up. All right, Clayton's name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at 1000 bucks. safe adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Uh, if you're on hold, we'll have to get you in after the 6 o'clock news, and we want to get uh, the post game from Kyler Yamamoto as well. Rob, tomorrow, you know, they're, they're right back at it. Smith will clearly be uh, the goaltender. How do the Oilers tough out another point or two against a, a better team than yeah, Florida? Carolina's a good team. They're fast. Uh, they, they're deep when it comes to offensive scoring. So uh, they're just going to have to play the same style of game. They're going to have to play a very tight defensive game. Don't give up a whole lot. Florida didn't get a lot of good looks today. And they're going to need their top line to be able to carry them offensively again. Uh, don't take penalties. I think that's been huge as of late. The Oilers' penalty killing has been good, but they haven't taken a lot of penalties because that's where you start to get tired and, and break down a bit. But to me, it's do exactly what you did today against Carolina. They pose a different type. They're, they're playing better. Florida's been struggling. Carolina's better. But this could be a really good road trip if they can get two points out of Carolina tomorrow. All right, we'll take a quick time out for the news and weather here at the top of the hour. We have uh, Corey and Rocket on the phone line, and you'll hear from Yamamoto, who has a point a game this season in 17 games. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's a steal, dry settle, Yamamoto, empty net goal, Tyler Yamamoto. Empty netter to put it away, Oilers beat the Panthers 4-1, Yamamoto three points, he's a point a game in 17 games this season, here he is. After a, a gritty battle and, and a big win for you guys. It's unreal, um, guys are awesome after a win, so it's way better than a loss, so um, you know, hopefully we can get a couple more. Just coming in here, I know that you guys wanted to kind of tighten up defensively. Getting that first goal, how big was that? And then you can kind of play that defensive tight checking game. It's huge. Um, anytime you can get the first goal in any game, um, you know, it's big. Um, you know, it puts your team um, off to the right start. Um, so I think anytime you can get that first goal, it's big. Just, just a thought on, on dry side on how he just keeps rolling and keeps pumping out the points and keeps, you know, coming up with you. It's, it's unbelievable. He's second best player in the world for a reason. Um, things he did things he does with the puck, it's, it's not many people can do it. Um, it's, it's unbelievable, and um, you know, I think he's just getting started in his career. That, that second goal, how big was that for you guys to be able to you know, get the one early in the third there, and, and you're not trying to defend a one nothing, but 2 nothing, it's a big, big deal. It's huge. Um, you know, it's, some say it's, uh, you know, it's the worst lead in the game, 2-0, but um, you know, I think with this team, I think it's a, you know, it's a good lead for us, and um, you know, I think that's all we needed tonight, so it was good. And Koskinen hasn't played much since January, and he comes in and he gives you that kind of start. Dude. Yeah, he was unbelievable tonight. Um, he was making saves left and right, so it's good to see him step in there and um, you know play like that. We need him um, down the stretch, and um, it's great to see. How do you kind of do this again tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow afternoon, I guess? Uh, the same thing. Get some rest, <laughs> you know, eat some food, and <laughs> put the work boots back on tomorrow. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you were in the AHL. Now you're on the first line and. 
NHL team. I mean, you may be asking yourself if this is real now. Oh, I mean, I've been up here the last couple yeah. of years, so, um, you know, I kind of got a feeling um, you know, for the last years. Um, this year it's, uh, it's a little bit nicer road for me. Um, you know, but just trying to work every day, um, you know, trying to get, get better every day. Um, you know, I still got a lot, a lot to improve on, and, um, you know, just trying to work on it every day. What does it do for your confidence, your, your work ethic, to be on a line with those guys and, and to have that chemistry, to come into these games feeling like you're really clicking and you've got some good guys on your line? It makes me work. Um, you know, I want to get those guys the puck as much as I can. Um, you know, when they have the puck, it's a lot of stuff happens. So, um, you know, I just try to work for them and, you know, they work for me too. So it's, uh, you know, we, we got a good chemistry right now and hopefully we can just keep building on and uh, keep getting better. When Adam bombs a shot like that from the blue line, do you wonder maybe why he doesn't shoot it more often? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. That was a missile. Yeah. Um, but, no, he's an unbelievable defender. Um, you know, I'm glad he got on the sheet tonight. Uh, it's good to see. That is a very happy Kyler Yamamoto. 11-4-2 with him in the lineup. That's the Oilers' record. Pretty good. Text to 780 uh, Jamie says, I heard Max Domi might be available at the deadline. Would he be someone the Oilers would look at? If so, what do you think the Oilers would have to give up to get him? Oh, man. Yeah, Domi's a restricted free agent. I think if you traded for him, you'd, you'd want to have know you'd have something sort of in place with him and his agent. He had 28 goals last year, 13 so far this year. Uh, he, he's, had, uh, he's been a little up and down, just had a nine-goal season with Arizona in 17-18. You know, Domi, I think, has flashes of, of looking pretty good. He could probably play on the Oilers' second or third line, I, I would think. But, man, what's Montreal looking for? Could you could you give him Pugliarvi and maybe a defense prospect for Domi? I don't know. I mean, Pugliarvi, I, I think that happens at the draft. I don't think it happens at the deadline. And he can't play in the NHL this season, and he's still going to be perceived as a bit of a bit of a project. And uh, Sean says, Reed, do you recall what Yamamoto told Shirelli would happen if the Oilers didn't draft him? Kyler said, if you don't come back, if you don't draft me, I'll come back to haunt you. Lucky for us, Shirelli is afraid of ghosts. That's from Sean. I do remember that. I think I was in that interview when Yamamoto said that. Reed Wilkins with you. Rob Brown had to go for dinner, so you're stuck just with me, Corey. Go ahead. Hey, I uh, just want to say it was a good gutsy win by the boys tonight. A um, couple of things. What do you think it would really cost to get maybe Bushnevich out of uh, New York? I feel like he'd be a, kind of a good fit, big big right winger. And when is the uh, Jujar Kara and Patrick Russell uh, experiment, when's that going to be done? I mean, those guys I'm, I'm not uh, not a huge fan of anymore. I don't know, but I know we got another year on Jujar, but maybe we can uh, package him up with something to even get Bruznevich or somebody else. Bruznevich, I, I have no idea. He's got a year left on his contract at 3.25. The, the thing is, the Oilers got to move money out to take anybody in. Uh, Patrick yeah. Russell will be a healthy scratch most of the time when other players are, are healthy. Though I don't mind yeah. how Russell plays. He plays a pretty safe game. He just really has no offensive jam. Yeah, Kara's exactly. probably going to keep getting opportunities, Corey. Uh, he, he had a bit of a better game today. The thing that frustrates yeah. me about Kara is it, it's one thing if he's not going to hit the score sheet. In his role, if he gets the puck within five feet of the defensive blue line, he better get it out, especially with yeah. his size. And too often got- he doesn't. 
Yeah, he's got a lot of giveaways, a lot of giveaways in that defensive zone. And, I mean, like, I know we, we want him to fight, but, like, I, even the fight tonight, like, I just feel like there's been two fights, this one and then even the fight against Calgary, they're just not the right time to fight. Like, we're up one nothing. They don't really have much energy today. And then you go and you fight Brown to try and spark. Like, they're trying to spark it. And, like, I understand he's trying to save himself a spot, but it's like I don't feel like that's the right time to fight. You kind of just kind of keep going. Same thing with Calgary when he fought that uh, Buddy Robinson. Like, it was kind of, like, not the right time to fight, but he decides to pick the fight or he decides to take the fight. And I know he's trying to fight for a spot, but it just doesn't – like, it just – the hockey sense in certain plays just are just baffling to me. Yeah. It crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, when Neil, I mean, Nygaard could possibly hop into his spot. Neil and Cassian yeah. will, will go back and, and rearrange things. You know, somebody asked earlier, I think Granlin would go back down. I do think Benson would probably go back down just because you can shuttle him up and down pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But Kara's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a fourth liner at this point, And I don't know if the Oilers have someone that would regularly play ahead of him, but Tippett has yeah. scratched him a couple of times. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they could, if if he doesn't find some sort of a boost here between now and the end of the season and, and probably the postseason, then you, you wonder if if he's back here next year or if Holland shops for somebody better because it's, it's, it's overall been a disappointing season for him. And I hate to, I, I don't want to pick on him too much because the team is having a good year. But yeah. given what we saw from him the year they made the play, because didn't he have 10 goals? You know, you wonder what yeah, like he, he Yeah, exactly. He's had some sparks, and he's had some, like, he had a, you know, a good year, year and a half, and then it's just like you were kind of waiting for that next step, and it just never has come, and it seems like he takes, like, a step forward, but then he takes two or three steps back, and it just, and, like, the, the liability that he does on the giveaways in the defensive zone and just the, the t- untimely, like, fights and stuff like that, I just don't feel the boost at all from him and it's kind of I mean bury him on the fourth line I guess but then I mean like then you're then you're kind of bogging down the fourth line and I mean the fourth line I mean I'd rather have gone you there <laughs> right yeah fair enough Corey thanks for calling no problem Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. our adjustment of the game today for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors if it hurts you a chiropractor visit albertachiro.com as, uh, as we continue to look for a little bit more from Jujar Kara as we have Rocket on the line Rocket go ahead Oh Reed, I gotta tell you I think we're downplaying just <clears throat> how big this win is for uh, for the Edmonton Oilers tonight I mean I was uh, before the game I was thinking if we could squeak out a win, just squeak one out against Florida, then suddenly your road trip's looking good. And these guys are coming together so nice. It was such a solid game by everybody. Nobody, uh, you know, made any glaring mistakes. There were, you know, very few, uh, you know, in the game. And, and I think we underestimate just how solid of a game this was for, for the Oilers being being shorthanded that many guys it was one of their better games of the year well i'll tell you what rocket you know i said when mcdavid was injured and i still think it's going to be seven or eight games for connor i don't know if it's going to be just six but if you can go 500 with mcdavid so now you have a little bit of leeway even if you lose tomorrow if you win one of two at home and that's against boston and and minnesota which i think hopefully you can pull off 
And then you go to a road trip against L.A., Anaheim, and Vegas, and L.A. and Anaheim aren't very good. So, I mean, could you go... Could you go four and four without Connor? Is that a disaster? Even if you go four and five without Connor, is that a disaster? Not at all. I mean, every game, you're just putting pressure on the teams behind you. And if they fail, then it's like you get a two for, you know, they have to win the next game just to catch up. So it's, you know, every time you get two points, it's almost like sometimes you get four. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? You know, Nashville... The, the Oilers are five points up on Nashville, and they're the best non-playoff team, right? So that's... Yeah, I agree. You know, that's yeah. that's three wins, but, you know, that allows... For, there's other teams involved in that mix as well. So you're just trying to keep the separation there. If they can finish first or second in the division, great. But, you know, you're like I said earlier, you're running these teams out of points, right? I mean, you look at... So Nashville, let's just say it was just Nashville and Edmonton. Nashville would have to outplay Edmonton by six points to get the playoff spot outright. Nashville has 25 games left. That's 50 available points. So if they yeah. get 30 of them, the Oilers only have to go 500, right? So that's yeah. that's kind of how I look at that. Yeah, I, I've I've had that on my mind. If I'm if I'm tippet right now, I'm buzzing around that hotel and just telling. You know, everybody, hey, look, just keep playing the way you're playing and, like, don't change a thing. Because <laughs> if well, they could get another win against Carolina, well, that's the thing, I'd Rocket. be I just mean, ecstatic. They, they trust their goalies. I don't know if they're going to win tomorrow. I mean, Carolina's good, but they trust their goalies. They are good, yeah. And they know that things Tippett is teaching them work. So I think there's trust. I, th- I think there's trust with each other. They certainly trust Tricital to, to carry the load. <laughs> And be fantastic, and and it, and now we're at the time of the year too where you're going to see. I think we've already seen it. Some teams are checking out, right? Uh, I mean, you're not. You're yeah. going to see teams tinkering. Like San Jose is not going to be yeah. looking for players to replace their injured guys. They're going to be going with call-ups. Now, those call-ups beat the Oilers a couple of years ago, but you would hope, big picture, the Oilers win the majority of those games against non-playoff teams, and that allows them to bank a few more points. Well, last thing before I let you go. And that, and that's this this gutsy performance by this young lineup. How good is this team going to look once all of the good players are back? And then you include two players who I absolutely love, Yamamoto and Archibald. I mean, small guys. It's like having two Gallagher's on your team, and then you get everybody else back. Like I kind of like where we're where we're headed here, and not to mention what you know what's going to happen next year with Bouchard. Yeah, well, they're they're missing some speed, obviously, and not just McDavid, you know, casting obviously, and and look, Nygaard, I, I God, I wish he would finish a few more chances, but at least he gets in on the forecheck, and and the speed helps clearing pucks too, because if you win a race inside your own blue line, you can probably chip it out. But they they found a way to survive all that stuff today, so this was a good one. This was a good one. Thanks, Rocket. Yeah, you bet. Have a great night. All right. It is going to be a great night. A quick update of the scoreboard here, courtesy of Edmonton Trailer. Sharks beat the Wild 2-0. The Canadians now up 3-0 on Dallas in the second period. 2-0 Toronto over Ottawa in the second. No score, Kings and Avalanche early on. That is the stadium series game. Later, Chicago at Calgary. Coyotes play the Capitals. Islanders meet the Golden Knights. The Bruins knocked off 
Detroit 4-1, Predators over the Blues 4-3, Lightning beat the Flyers 5-3, and uh, of course the Oilers beat the Panthers 4-1, and we will quickly get Castle Downs Dan onto the air. Dan, you're on with Reed. Go ahead. Hey, Reed, long time no talk. <laughs> what a game. Uh, I'm, I'm liking that they picked up points, uh, uh, you know, playing game, their games in hand, which they weren't doing uh, a week or two ago. And uh, I think I think it's uh, uh, great to see Benson playing uh, a little bit more than he did when he was uh, up here for the past couple of games. Um, what's your thoughts on Benson? Uh, he played 12.46 today, 20 shifts, got a plus one, a couple of shots. I thought he made a couple of nice passes in space to help clear the zone. He was in good position for a one-timer. He's with a couple of line mates who work hard and are dependable, which I think is going to help him. Again, I don't know if he's going to stick around for the rest of the season once everybody else is healthy. I think he's. I I I think he. I don't. I think at the NHL level, I don't think he'll put up the type of points that Yamamoto is potentially going to put up. Um, But I, I think there's an intelligent player there who can be a good support type scorer. Absolutely, I think he fit in really well uh, on that line as well. And uh, who doesn't love Archibald? Uh, you know, and at the beginning of the season, it was like Archer who? But no, he's love good. How he's playing. He's a tenacious player, and he doesn't play with any fear. And I think that rubs off on some other guys too. I think it does. Okay, see you, Dan. Have a great night. That is Castle Downs Dan, 780-496-0063. Tell you what, let's do this again tomorrow. 12.30 face-off show, game at 2 with the Oilers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. You can get more on this one on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this afternoon. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line is courtesy Heartland Ford. The Oilers win 4-1 over Florida. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.